This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman, bringing clarity to Washington, D.C. news. We see corruption at every level in Washington. Exposing the deception plaguing our nation's capital. Not only what he told every Republican senator, but what he told the press over and over and over again was a simple lie. And helping Christians stay informed about government. This puts a bigger burden on voters to go figure out what's actually going on. This is Exposing Washington with Walker Wildman on American Family Radio. The Russia hoax ended just how I predicted. Hello, I'm, Ex- I'm Walker Wildman. This is Exposing Washington on the American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us this Saturday afternoon. A lot to talk about. Some breaking news this week on the whole Russia investigation, the fishing expedition that I've called it for two years now, and how it ended with no evidence of collusion with the Russians. That's the accusation that was lodged against President Trump. Then candidate Trump and his campaign, Robert Mueller and his team of Democratic prosecutors, spend $25 million, two years, and they can't find one ounce of evidence that incriminates President Trump. One ounce of evidence that would incriminate President Trump. That's what we're going to talk about on the show today. A couple ways to keep up with the show. You can visit our website, AFR.net. AFR.net is our website. But when you go there, don't just go to AFR.net, but go to my podcast page. Click on the podcast link and then click on Exposing Washington podcast page. You can listen to the show there. Listen to the past shows. for We have a, a several-week archive there where you can listen to past shows Also there, you can email me, visit my Facebook page, my YouTube channel. All that is at our website, AFR.net. Click on the podcast link and then scroll down and click on the Exposing Washington podcast. And speaking of my email, here's what we're going to do next week. We're going to do something a little new here, and I'm going to answer your questions. I'm going to answer your questions about what's going on in Washington, D.C., You can email me. I'm about to give out my email in a minute. You can email me, and I'll answer as many questions as I can next week on the show live. And anything anything about what's going on in Washington, anything about what has gone on in Washington, D.C., in the news, you can ask me your questions, share your thoughts, share your concerns, and I will try to get to as many of those as possible. And so here's the email address to email me your questions, your concerns, your comments, and I'll address them on the show next week. ExposingWashington at AFA.net. ExposingWashington at AFR.net. Either one of those will work. Either one of those will work. ExposingWashington at AFR.net. That's how you can email me. And once I get those uh, emails, I'll answer them uh, and take your comments, your questions, your concerns next week on the show, Exposing Washington. So email those in to me, and I'll try to mention that before the end of the show today so that you can uh, write that down, ExposingWashington at AFR.net. Well, jumping right into this, you know, President Trump took uh, has been haunted 
by this entire Russia investigation that we all knew was a joke. We knew it was a hoax. We knew it was made up. It was all meant to discredit and bring down Donald Trump as president should he win back in 2016. And so Robert Mueller, the special counsel, completed his investigation in, the, in, the, in recent weeks. And about a week ago, he submitted his findings, over 300 pages, to the Attorney General, William Barr. And then William Barr, a couple days later, released a summary, a four-page summary, saying, basically, no evidence of collusion, no obstruction of justice, President Trump did nothing wrong as a candidate. And so that was the findings. The report, I'm sure, will become public in the coming weeks. But that's what's happened. That's what's developed over the past week or two. And as soon as this report was released, here's what some Republicans and even President Trump and others have been saying. They've been saying, no obstruction, no collusion. We need to investigate the origins of this investigation. We need to investigate the investigators, if you will. We need to look into whether the Obama administration did some corrupt things by starting this entire Russia hoax. And I sympathize, I sympathize with that, but I don't want another investigation that results in nothing coming out of it. I don't want another investigation if people aren't going to be held accountable, if people aren't going to face jail time. In my opinion, an investigation with no consequences, with no real-world consequences, is an absolute waste of time. Is an absolute waste of time. We'll jump in uh, more. I'll expand uh, more on that topic later on in the show. But I want to rehash how this all began, the corruption behind the Russia investigation. I want to talk about that. Everything about the investigation from day one was unwarranted and invalid. Everything about it, everything about it was unwarranted and invalid. It was an investigation into no crime. Former U.S. Attorney Joe DeGeneva, I played his clip a couple months ago. He said this is a, the original sin here was that the FBI opened an investigation into no crime. That's the original sin. That's the original sin. This, this, this investigation was born out of sin, out of no crime. And President Trump talked about this uh, this past week. He was on Sean Hannity's show on Fox News. This is clip three. I want to play President Trump. I want to play President Trump talking about how there were several dirty cops, as he called them, at the Department of Justice under President Obama. Clip three. Let's listen. How did it start? You had dirty cops. You had people that are bad FBI folks. I know so many. They're incredible people. But at the top, uh, they were not clean, uh, to put it mildly. And what they did to our country was a terrible, terrible thing. 
There you have it. That's President Trump there saying that there were several dirty cops at the top of the Department of Justice and the FBI. And he's exactly right. He's exactly right. They were all Hillary Clinton fans. They let Hillary Clinton off the hook when she broke the law. And then they they formulated this witch hunt, this this fishing expedition to go after Donald Trump. And President Trump reiterated what I've said all along, and that is this was an investigation into no crime, an investigation into no crime. I want to play clip four here. President Trump investigation into no crime. Let's listen. Well, people were hurt so badly, uh, so badly. Their lives have been ruined and uh, over, you know, over something that should have never taken place, an investigation that should have never happened. There was no crime. As you know, uh, you're only allowed to do this legally if there's a crime. There was no crime. They've all admitted it. Comey, who's a terrible guy, Comey and uh, McCabe and Strzok and Page, the lover, Page, and all of these people, uh, they've admitted in testimony that there was no crime. So they started an investigation based on no crime. Well, there you have it. That's President Trump again saying what I've said all along. This is an investigation with no crime. This is an investigation with no crime. And the, 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 uh, their own Department of Justice procedures say that in order to launch a special counsel investigation, which is what Robert Mueller was under, in order to launch a special counsel, there has to be an identifiable crime. There must be an identifiable crime, such as taking money from Russian actors while Secretary of State. That's what Hillary Clinton did and her foundation. A crime such as sending classified information on a private email server that's stored in a bathroom. Literally. Those are crimes. Those are felonies. That's what you investigate. But with this, the whole Russia hoax, there was no crime. Because guess what? Breaking news here. Collusion is not a crime. Collusion is not a crime. Collusion, and for the third time, collusion is not a crime. If you read the federal code, all the statutes, the thousands of federal laws, collusion cannot be found. You cannot find collusion as a crime anywhere in federal law because it's so vague. It's so vague. Collusion is not a crime. So that's the first thing. Second thing, these were the two accusations, might I remind you. These were the two major accusations. Collusion, obstruction of justice. So we've already talked about collusion. Secondly, the president cannot obstruct justice. I've said this before, over and over again. The president cannot obstruct justice. Why not? Because he has the power to pardon felonies. He can pardon himself. So that's not, he cannot obstruct justice. He's the chief law enforcement officer in the country. He's the commander in chief. He cannot obstruct justice. So you have that two things. 
commander-in-chief cannot obstruct justice, collusion is not a crime. And that's assuming that President Trump's guilty of both, and he's not, per the Robert Mueller report. And so you couple that with Rod Rosenstein, the deputy attorney general, who's responsible for the Russia hoax investigation and the special counsel. Rod Rosenstein, even when he when he launched the special counsel, he wrote this one page letter launching it and he identified no crime. He identified no crime. So according to the Department of Justice's own standards, the Mueller probe was invalid from the get-go because there was no crime to be investigated. I know it sounds like I'm just beating a dead horse here, but this stuff, this is the basics. This is Civics 101. This is Law 101. This is basic procedure that we have to remind ourselves none of these, none of these qualifications were met to begin with. Moving on here, I want to play clip two. You know, the, the show The View where you have five females talking politics, giving their opinion. The View, they just could not believe that Robert Mueller let President Trump off the hook. That's, what they, that's how they phrase it. They can't believe that Robert Mueller couldn't find any criminal activity that Donald Trump participated in. I want to play clip two here and how they can't move on from obstruction. Let's listen. Um, and I also think Dems need to be careful about this. I think they could end up giving him the election in 2020 if they overstep and they overreach and have an abuse of power in the eyes of Americans. Well, there are well, still questions about obstruction, though. You know, I mean, I have questions about obstruction. Why did he, um, why did he keep his conversations with Putin secret? For example, what, what about what happened there? We still don't know that. Uh, why did he ask Coney, Comey to go easy on Flynn? Those are like little questions that sound like obstruction to me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't buy that he's completely exonerated the way he just said. Well, there you have it. That's Joy Behar on The View, and she just cannot believe how President Trump, how Robert Mueller could not find evidence of obstruction of justice. How could he not find it? Because it didn't happen. Because it didn't happen, Joy Behar. Because it didn't happen, and it can't happen because the commander-in-chief cannot obstruct justice according to federal law. There you have it. Moving on here, the conclusion that I want us to, to come to here, I want to kind of bring this full circle, and there's a lot of smoke, a lot of mirrors out there, a lot of outrage, justifiably so, about how the, 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 the Russia hoax began in the first place, Hillary Clinton's campaign paid for it, the dossier, the FISA court. I mean, you have all, this, uh, all these questions out there. But, but here's, here's a couple things that we know for sure that could be brought before a grand jury and, and, and charges could be filed against these individuals for things we already know about. For things we already know about. First, Peter Strzok and other FBI agents, they, mis they, they, they misled the FISA court. Peter Strzok, other FBI agents who launched this entire FBI investigation, they filled out this warrant application for the, before the FISA court. They included the dossier, the Hillary Clinton opposition research against Donald Trump, they included that in a search warrant. 
And they didn't mention to the judge who paid for it. They didn't mention to the judge where it came from. Well, guess where it came from? Hillary Clinton and the DNC. They failed to include that in the warrant application. I believe a case could be brought against these FBI agents that they intentionally misled the FISA court. How did they intentionally mislead the FISA court? Because they knew that these facts were important and should be included in the warrant application, and they intentionally withheld those facts. Boom! There's a case to be made right there. The second thing that we know of that should be handled, should be brought before a grand jury, is this. Andrew McCabe, the former deputy, deputy FBI director, he lied under oath to FBI agents and to Congress on multiple occasions. How do we know that? Because the inspector general at the Department of Justice sent a criminal referral to a U.S. attorney's office in Maryland saying so. Saying so that, that Andrew McCabe lied under oath multiple times. It's, it's on the record. It's on the record. Indisputable. That's a crime. Should be investigated. Charges should be brought. The third thing. Former FBI director James Comey. The day after he was fired, James Comey leaks FBI documents to his college professor friend so that they can leak it to the New York Times. Thus, we have Robert Mueller and the special counsel. So James Comey stealing FBI documents and leaking them to, the, to, the, to his friend. There has to be some kind of rule, some kind of law that was broken there. James Comey takes FBI documents from his office after he's fired, takes them home, and leaks them to the media. The fourth thing, and then the, you know the list could go on and on. The last thing I'll mention, a crime we know happened, and there were no consequences. Hillary Clinton uses a private email server while she's Secretary of State. And then James Comey himself admits Hillary Clinton transferred and transmitted classified top secret documents on a private unsecured email server without the consent of government officials. That's what she did. And guess what happened to her? Nothing. Nothing happened to her. So there's a bunch of crimes right there that we know of that we could launch a special counsel into. And I think it would be a great idea. But here's the thing. I don't want a fluff fluff special counsel. I don't want a soft special counsel. I don't want a weak investigation. If we're going to rehash all this, if we're going to go after Clinton and her crooks, then somebody better go to jail. Somebody better go to jail. Otherwise, it's a waste of time. I would rather not launch an investigation into all this corruption if all we're going to do is issue a little report and then let people off. If we're going to go after Hillary Clinton, we're going to go after Andrew McCabe and all the Obama administration officials who did all these corrupt practices. Somebody better go to jail. At least there better be charges brought, a grand jury convened, and a conclusion met. But jumping back, you know, what began all this, we have to go back at the origins, is Hillary Clinton's henchmen, they launched this Russia hoax, spent $25 million dollars, and they used a bunch of Hillary Clinton prosecutors and they found zero evidence. 
and they fed, found zero evidence. The last thing I want to mention on this before I move on, uh, but I'll stay on the same topic, is that Rod Rosenstein, who's the current deputy attorney general, he launched the Russia hoax investigation. He launched the special counsel, and he should not have a job today. He should be fired. I don't know how President Trump has allowed Rod Rosenstein to stay on this long because Rod Rosenstein launched this Russia hoax. He hired Robert Mueller knowing there was no collusion, there was no obstruction. Knowing those two things, he spent Department of Justice money, which is taxpayer money, $25 million on an investigation into no crime. What prosecutor can get away with that malpractice? No one that I know of. Imagine a local district attorney spending $28 million, $25 million, two years of resources, and they find zero crimes. Zero crimes related to the onset of the investigation. One more thing. Uh, Carl Rove, who's a Republican strategist, Republican commentator, he was the chief of staff, I believe, during the Bush administration. Carl Rove... Swamp Rat Carl Rove wrote a opinion piece in the Wall Street Journal. This is just infuriating. Listen to this headline. Here's the headline from Carl Rove. Move on from the Robert Mueller probe, Mr. President, talking to Donald Trump. He goes on to say that obsessing over the investigation's origins isn't the way to win over swing voters. Oh, well, doesn't that sound so good? Doesn't that sound so wise? Doesn't that sound so smart? Thank you, Carl Rove. Not. Carl Rove is a part of the Republican establishment problem. And here's the problem. They have no backbone. Carl Rove and his henchmen have no backbone. Because Donald Trump was, was, was put under tremendous pressure, tremendous scrutiny over something that he didn't do had a dozen prosecutors going after Donald Trump and his family subpoenaing all kind of records and you expect Donald Trump to move on from that the next day the next day I don't think so Carl Rove can you imagine Carl Rove if Robert Mueller and his 20 prosecutors went after Carl Rove and his family and spent $25 million on a witch hunt putting Carl Rove's family and friends in jail. And then, and then Donald Trump comes along and tells Carl Rove the next day that, oh, Carl, you just need to move on, buddy. Carl, you just need to forgive Robert Mueller. You just need to move on. It's for the betterment of the country. Just move on from the sins of the Obama administration. I don't think so. I don't think so. Now, if you want to talk about two years from now, Donald Trump, president, second term, and you want to suggest that he needs to move on from the Russia investigation, okay, we might can talk about that. But we're a week after this corrupt witch hunt has ended, and you want Donald Trump to just move on? You want him to just move on? That is so disingenuous and so wrong for Karl Rove to write this arrogant piece suggesting that Donald Trump is the problem and Donald Trump needs to move on from what is the most corrupt political investigation in U.S. history. I believe it to my core. 
the most corrupt. It was a coup. It was a bloodless coup. It was a bloodless coup against Donald Trump to try to unseat a duly elected president and try to pull him out of the White House. That's what Russia. That's what the whole Russia hoax was about. And shame on Karl Rove for trying to tell Donald Trump to keep his mouth shut uh, about this topic. And if I'm Donald Trump, I'd talk about it. I would just tell Karl Rove, you just added another six months to me talking about it. I was going to talk about it for six months. Now I'm going to talk about it for a year. Thank you, Karl Rove. Thank you for your input. Two more things going on in Washington, D.C. And remember this, folks. If you want to ask questions, and I'll answer them on the show next week, you can email me, exposingwashington at AFR.net. Exposingwashington at AFR.net. You can also visit our website, AFR.net. Click on the Exposing Washington podcast link, and right there you'll find a, a link to email me. So email me your questions, email me your concerns, and I'll try to address them on the show next week. Two last things I want to talk about before we end the show is, first, there's this Equality Act, so-called, might I add, Equality Act in Congress, which basically places sexual deviancy over the First Amendment. It places homosexuality, transgenderism, gender dysphoria. It places all these things over religious liberty and the First Amendment. How does it do so? It creates this so-called Equality Act, creates special protections for those who are engaging in sexually deviant behavior. And it would mean that Christian bakers, Christian business owners, Christian florists, they would have to give up their religious beliefs in order to stay open, in order to continue operations. That's basically what this would do. And you might say, well, Walker, don't Republicans control the Senate? Donald Trump is in the White House. We don't really have to worry about this. And I would just caution you there. There is some truth to that. But let's just remember, the Republican establishment elites like Karl Rove, which we just talked about a minute ago, these people are so soft on the homosexuality issue. They're so soft on transgenderism. They, they quiver in their boots. They shake in their boots when they, when they get criticized over these issues. And so the Republican establishment is weak on this issue. And I believe some of the Republicans would partner with the Democrats to pass this so-called Equality Act. And so we have to be careful here and let President Trump know and the American Family Association, we're going to mobilize our folks on this in the coming weeks. But we cannot let Mitch McConnell, Donald Trump, we cannot let them give in to the sexual deviancy agenda when it comes to this Equality Act. We have to make sure they hold firm because there are forces within the White House, there are forces within the Republican conference that have no backbone when it comes to these issues, and we have to make sure that they stand firm for religious liberty. We cannot let our First Amendment rights, freedom of religion rights, be trampled by the left-wing Democrats. Exposing Washington American Family Radio. We'll take your questions next week. Email me, exposingwashington at AFR.net. Email me your questions, your concerns. We'll talk about them next week. Stay tuned to American Family Radio, and I'll see you next time.
The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.